On today's show, we talked to a 26-year-old broker who closed $44 million in production last year. It, that is 107 listings. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Bree Brankus. But before we get to Bree, just a couple of quick reminders. Number one, please leave us a review. If you're listening to this uh, on Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, uh, or maybe Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, anywhere you're listening to podcasts, you can usually leave us a review. We read every single one. It helps us improve and lets us know what you think of the show. And then also, please tell just one friend about this podcast. Think of one other real estate agent that could benefit from hearing from top producers like Bree and send them a link to our website, keepingitreal.com. All right, enough for me. Let's get on to NAR 30 under 30 winner and 26-year-old superstar, super agent, Bree Brenkus. Today on the show, we have Bree Brinkus with the Brinkus team in Las Vegas. Let me tell you more about Bree. Now, Bree Brinkus is only 26 years old and is a listing agent for the Brinkus Realty Network, which is at Keller Williams in the marketplace of Las Vegas. And real estate is, is Bree's passion. Actually, now this is incredible, everyone. You got you really, really listed to this. In 2021, remember, she's 26, Bree closed $44 million in volume personally listing 107 of the 370 properties the team closed. She did 107 listings out of the almost 400 listings herself. Uh, she was awarded one of 2022's honorees for the Nash from the National Association of Realtors, 30 under 30. No, no surprise there. Also, this year already in 2022, Bree has received Las Vegas Realtors Young Professionals Networks Who's Who Under 40 Award. Congratulations. Um, Bree is also driven by making a difference in the lives of others. Annually, she teaches a young adults class, which is called Quantum Leap, and participates with adopting a struggling family with a seriously ill child. Bree is an inspiration and has only really begun her real estate career, although 
it's amazing uh, how much she's accomplished in such a short amount of time. So we are super thrilled to invite her and have her on the show. Before we get to Bree very quickly, um, please check out the Bree's website, which is thebrinkusteam.com. And that's uh, T-H-E and then B-R-E-N-K-U-S team.com, the Brinkus team. And also follow them on social media on Facebook and Instagram, which is at uh, the Brinkus team. Again, B-R-E-N-K-U-S team. Um, on Facebook and social media. And by the way, you can get to all of her social stuff right from the Brenkus team website. Um, Brie, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, DJ. This is a, this is a huge honor. We, we, I love talking to the 30 under 30 award winners. First of all, congratulations. That is thank beyond you. impressive. And, but let's, let's go all the way. So it's so funny because oftentimes I have on uh, people who do, you know, the level of production you're at, and they're 15, sometimes 20 years in the business, and you obviously haven't been doing it that long. But let's start, still start at the beginning. Um, so why real estate? How did you get into it? Tell us that story. Yeah, so I actually grew up in a real estate family. Um, my parents founded the Brinkus team way back in the day, have been doing it for 30 plus years. Never really had real estate on my radar. Um, went to college and I studied accounting, wasn't my passion. I was very depressed. I hated what I was doing. <laughs> I was good at it, don't get me wrong. And I just couldn't see myself sitting behind a desk all day. So I was in my second to last semester trying to decide what I'm gonna do, should I switch majors? And I'm sitting in my auditing class and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my parents own a real estate company. Why would I not take advantage of that, right? So I ended up graduating and in my last semester, went to real estate school, got licensed, and I didn't want to start practicing until I was out of school and graduated. So I graduated at the end of 2018, officially became a realtor beginning of 2019. Wow. So you've only been doing this for, this is your third year, or I guess fourth year, technically. Um, that is really, really amazing. Um, so you grew up in a real estate family. So I know a lot of our audience will immediately go, Oh, I see. <laughs> so, so she, everything was handed to Brie, which I am sure is not the case. Uh, but how did you get started? So, so you're joining, join the family team. The Keller Williams uh, brand is, is an amazing one. And, but you're still a young person trying to get listings. So how, how does that work as a, as somebody as young as, as yourself? How did you, uh, how did you start? How did you find clients? You know, tell us all about that process. Yeah. So my parents created um, kind of a rigorous training process when you join the team. And if you're going to become a listing specialist or buyer specialist, you have to either get um, five fit for sale by owner listings on your own or five um, buyer brokerage agreements signed. Wow. So you have to prove your way in. I love that. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about the for sale by owners because just only because this is like, you know, it's such a, um, it, it's such an explosive sort of term because people have a very strong reaction to for sale banners. For for those of us who who maybe are listening who don't 
exactly know what that means or, or why realtors would call them. These are typically unrepresented buyers or sorry, unrepresented sellers who are attempting to maybe list their home on the MLS, but they're not really using a realtor for anything other than getting it on the MLS. It's that's what's known as flat fee MLS, or it's somebody who's literally just putting it up for sale sign in their yard and putting it on a few websites, not using a realtor at all. Either way, there's lots of companies that will, you know, but these, these are, these are sellers who oftentimes don't end up selling their property because since they're not using a realtor, maybe they're just using Zillow to figure out the what what their home might be worth or, or other tools. They tend to overvalue the, their property. They list it for higher than it probably should be and oftentimes it never sells. So these are actually... Uh, great opportunities for realtors to come in and say, hey, I can help you actually sell your property. The downside is that these, these leads, we'll call them, companies uh, aggregate these leads and they sell them to anyone that wants them. So typically, if you're calling a for sale by owner, you're probably the 25th person that's called that for sale by owner. Um, yes. And those can be very they're, they're, I call them the, probably the world's most hard, most difficult cold call. So I would love to hear how did you, and I don't know if you did for sale by owners or if you got the buyer brokered or buyer listings on your own, but can you tell us a little bit about how that went for you? Yeah. So I chose the listing path because I love a challenge. <laughs> that is a challenge. <laughs> yes. And I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, and because I'm my parents' daughter, they don't want anything handed to me. And yes, you kind of have to prove your way into it because they've worked for 30 plus years building their yeah. brand, building their names. So they don't want, you know, just anyone coming in and kind of um, interrupting that, if you would. Sure. So because I'm my parents' daughter, they upped it to 10 for sale by owner <laughs> listings. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they didn't want anybody on the team saying, oh, because she's your daughter, you know, you did X, Y, and Z for her, whatever. So um, it was really, really difficult. And going through, um, again, I had to prospect them on my own, cold call them on my own versus the team giving them on set up appointments for me, right? So I was calling them. I was going through these people's homes and 20 for sale by owner homes, I got kicked out of their homes. <laughs> so, so were you going door to door or how were you, um, were you calling them first? Tell us the process because lots of people, it's so funny. People have such a specific reaction to for sale by owners where it's like, oh, that doesn't work. And then other people are like, no, it totally works. Everyone's different, but how did you do it? Yeah. So I was just cold calling them and would schedule an appointment with them and would go in and literally they boot you out. I, I got kicked out. I was just too intense for them. And I was talking to my parents and, and my um, sales manager I, and my coach. I just don't understand. I'm trying to help them, right? They just won't listen to me. Why are you selling it on your own? We can net you so much more. So after getting kicked out of literally 20 homes, I Amazing. called my coach, my manager at the time, bawling my eyes out, pulled over into a parking lot, just started crying to her. I can't do this. Real estate is not for me. I should go back to accounting, right? And um, just on the phone with her for whatever, 20, 30 minutes. And all of a sudden I get a notification on my phone for my last appointment of the day. If you leave now, you know, you'll get there in time, right? The time sensitive notification. Sure. So I said, I'm on the other side of town. This is my last appointment of the day today. Why not? I'm just going to go on it. I have nothing to lose, right? And if I don't get this listing, I'm out of real estate, I'm going back to accounting. So I was so close to giving up and I could have easily just said, you know what, I'm not gonna go on this appointment at all. 
Um, so finally pull up to the for, for sale by owner's home and I'm walking up to the front door and I said, you know what? I'm not going to be attached to the outcome. I just had a mindset shift. And I, by doing that, I actually got the listing. So and wh why do you think that is? Yeah. So I, I just changed my mindset and I thought rather than being so focused on getting the listing and being attached to that, I just told myself, I'm not a salesperson. I'm an educator. Let me come from a place of service. So you went, you went into the home and was more about, Hey, let me talk to you or give you some advice or some opinion about what's going on with your home as opposed to, Hey, you need to list with us because we can get you more. And maybe you still say that too, but you right. led from a place of, I want to just provide a ton of value instead of being the salesperson, so to speak. Right. Exactly. Just being curious about their situation because every seller's situation is different, their motivation, why they're selling. Right. And just kind of sitting down and talking to them, educating them on the benefits of listing with the realtor. And by doing that, it actually created trust and was easier to get a listing. Yeah, I, I have had that same experience. I'm always drawn in a sales um, situation where maybe I'm somebody's trying to sell me. I'm always most drawn to those people who, who seem to not need the sale because it definitely feels more comfortable. I don't feel as much pressure. And I feel like there's a level of respect that I appreciate when somebody's not like, here's all the reasons why you should go with me um, for X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh, I can make my own decision. I just want to know what you do and what you're all about and, and all of that. So it sounds like that works. So, so you were, yeah. you were crying in a car just an hour before you made Literally, it to this listing. Yeah, feeling defeated and unsure of myself. I, I didn't know what to do. I almost gave up. And yeah. I called my sales manager after I got the listing of uh, my first listing, I was so excited and, um, you know, happy tears now at this point, not, not crying, um, upset tears. And she told me, God wants you to be a realtor. So it was, <laughs> it was probably one of the greatest days to date. And, and, and here you are now and not just, you know, surviving that first listing in the first year and the second year. Um, but now you're, you're one of, uh, one one of the most successful you know young people in this in this industry in the United States, uh, National Association of Realtors has awarded you the uh, thirty under thirty, which is an amazing accomplishment. I've yet to be uh, I've yet to not be impressed by anyone in that group, and I've talked to a lot of those people over the years. So um, congratulations! I'm so glad that last listing worked out for you, that last <laughs> appointment, because the odds were not in your favor, and it's still. For whatever reason, you did something really well, and you changed your direction. Um, let's talk about um, let's talk about failure because I know this is a big thing for you, and I also find this with the hundreds of people that I've had on the show in the past. Failure is something that comes up a lot, and it's really funny because I know some, sometimes we have these these huge producers on the show like yourself and and people who are even doing hundreds of millions of dollars in production a year and you'll you'll think like well that person never fails and the reality of it is they're like oh i fail all the time so i would love to hear a little bit more about um you know, well, well, actually, before we get to that, let, let's, let's, so, so you got your first listing, you, you stayed in the business. Um, and, and then did you continue from there doing more for sale by owners or were you like, I am done, uh, or no, cause you, you still had to do nine more, I guess. Right. 
Yeah, I did. So yeah. So my biggest challenge became my biggest breakthrough and just advice to anybody out there. Just don't give up. Just believe in yourself, have mentors, have coaches that can be there to support and motivate you. Um, it's, it helps tremendously. And so, what yeah. do you, what do you say on the phone? I, I want to ask about for sale better. Just one more question. Cause nobody ever talks about this. So <laughs> I, which I love, I love the fact that the fact that you're talking about it. What do you say? Because these are, these are people, as you know, these leads have been sold to lots of other realtors who also want that listing. And these are also people that maybe they worked with a realtor in the past and they didn't have a good experience or they don't want to work with a realtor for whatever reason. Um, so these are not easy phone calls. What do you do to get the appointment? What do you say? Is there anything sort of unique or special about the way that, that you're communicating that you think is different or you know, what, why do you think you, you were, I mean, even to get 20 appointments, unfortunately those didn't close, but even to get 20 in-house appointments is not easy to do. Yeah. And everything happens for a reason. And I don't really think I say anything special or different. Um, I just kind of say, Hey, I'm on a large team here in Southern Nevada. I see you're trying to sell your home, right? Yeah, I am trying to sell my home. It's for sale by owner. I'm not working with an agent. Well, well right. Whatever. Um, okay. Well, would it be okay if one of our buyers bought your home? Yeah, that'd be great. I'm not paying any commission or I'm only offering X percent, right? Okay, great. When's a good time for me to come by and take a look? Is later today good or is tomorrow better? Got it. So you don't even, you don't even, you just are like, hey, that's whatever they, they're saying. You know that most of those people are ultimately probably going to use a realtor at some point anyway. So you don't worry about the fact that they're like, yeah, I don't want to work with, with any realtors. You're like, yeah, no problem. No problem. And then, oh, that's so smart. I love that. What a great, what a great suggestion. Um, yeah, and actually, statistically, um, over 95, 98% of all for sale by owners end up listing with an agent. So you know they're going to list. Why have it not be us? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they don't know it at that, maybe at that yes. moment. And you know it. Yeah, right. They don't know it yet. And so that's why you don't have to argue with them because they're going to use somebody anyway. Ah, that's so smart. That's a really, really great, subtle, but important distinction. In it, you're not overcoming an objection. You're accepting where they're at and say, no problem. I'd still love to come by and say hi. And then you can start to have a, a better conversation face-to-face. And it's a lot harder um, to, to you know, slam the door on somebody once they're there. Although I guess that happened, I'm sure, to you as well. But, but eventually it didn't. And also imagine... A, somebody in their early twenties is coming over, you know, it, that is also not, it makes it much harder, right? Like that does not work in your favor. Right. So that's, that's yeah. tricky. Um, I mean, now you're, you're, you're well-known and, and people in the area, you know, they don't look at you probably the same way when you first started, but that is an, that is an incredibly challenging. I really applaud your, 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 uh, your, your team for putting you through that because it probably built a lot of calluses and probably yes. built a lot of like, oh yeah, I, I can't be, I can't be hurt. Did you, did you get yelled at a lot on the phone when you would oh call my these? Goodness. Not even on the phone. I mean, getting kicked out of people's homes, cuss words, you for sale by owners, it sounds really good. How DJ and I are talking about it right now. And you got to have thick skin. Let me tell you, because people can be really, really mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm so glad you, you, uh, you made it through that. And that is a trial by fire for sure. And it's, and it's almost guaranteed failure. The failure is built in to the working with for sale by owners, because just the vast majority of them are going to be like, Hey, stop calling me. You're the 20th person to call me. 
Um, so understandably, they just get annoyed. And the fact that that uh, but but eventually you get one and you got one at the very last possible moment before you would have, you know, started become, you know, gone to the corporate world, maybe and done accounting. And that's a certainly a very safe career and a very good career. Um, and but here you are now. So yeah. let's so let's yeah, talk. I kind of just little... want to tell yeah. a quick, quick story on that, because um, you asked a question before we were talking about um, what I say to for sale by owners. Um, so got my first one. I have nine listings left, right? nine more to go. Yeah. So my mom was on the coaching call with our manager and said, Hey, how's Bree doing? You know, I know she's been doing it for several months. Is she now getting incoming leads? And my manager goes, Oh my goodness, she's doing so well. We forgot to give her incoming leads. <laughs> so I had over whatever 15 for sale by owner listings on my own. And I finally got an incoming lead, right? So I go over there and I'm kind of educating them on the benefits of using an agent and our team and everything. And they're like, Bree, we know we called you here. We want to hire you. <laughs> so it was, it was just really funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's amazing. But, but again, this idea of failure as being one step closer to success each time and the only way to success is through failure, as far as I can tell, unless you just get really lucky. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes, you know, you luck it. Somebody walks into an office and says, I have a $2 million property I'd like to put for sale. It rarely happens, but it happens um, once in a blue moon. And, and, and people hold on to those like white elephant um, stories as like, oh man, this one guy, look at how lucky he is, this $2 million. But the real work and the real success comes from just tremendous discipline. So you, obviously, your parents were smart enough to put you through that discipline because um, now I imagine if, if you were to, let's say we were to drop you off in a different city or different state, get you went and got your license, you didn't know anybody, I suspect you would be like, I could figure this out. Um, which by the way, yeah. is a really impressive peace of mind to have, because if it all goes away tomorrow and I'm sure it won't, but if it ever did, um, or let's just say, you know, you end up finding a partner and you get married at some point and maybe they live in another, you know, part of the country or the world. And you're like, well, now I have to leave and go, you could probably, you probably feel confident that you could do that. Um, and, and start over as a real estate agent, maybe in another market altogether, which because you you already started with literally the like everything should have been handed to you in theory because of 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 your situation and none of it was so i just think that is truly amazing and cheers to your parents for that that is an incredible incredible thing well let's talk about um very grateful for them yeah so uh, a lot of a lot of uh, our, our guests who um, or a lot of our listeners rather who when I when I interview people who make the the National Association of Realtors thirty under thirty they think oh they're doing it all through social media that you know I want to learn about how to do um, more on social is social a big part of how you get clients or is it not really a, a big part of your business surprisingly it's not really a big part of our business we are very active proactive um prospecting right we actually have a team of what they're called inside sales agents who are licensed agents sitting in our office right now my brother's actually one of them he's the head of that department and they actively prospect all day they never put a buyer in their car they never meet with sellers so it's wow. it's pretty awesome and I, i'm a listing agent. And I also do prospect if I don't have appointments, if the inside sales agents um, haven't given me appointments. So 
yeah, aren't, aren't really too big on social media. We might get leads here and there, um, but we, we kind of are proactive. Yeah, that's, that's great. Talk, talk a little bit about how you, what you guys do. And I would say guys, of course, I mean, your entire team, um, what you do to maintain good relationships after a sale. Cause I always think that I always find that to be really interesting, uh, a question to ask. It's like, okay, we, we know about getting deals and, and closing deals, but what are you guys doing to stay in touch? So I'd love to hear uh, how you guys do that. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And we contact them often. We actually do four client appreciation events every year. And so maintaining that way, we do random giveaways as well, um, kind of every other month. And again, our inside sales agents, agents on our team, buyer agents, listing agents are calling them regularly. So I want to pause for a moment to talk about our episode sponsor, our one of my favorite companies out there, Follow Up Boss. Now, after interviewing hundreds of top realtors in the country for this podcast, do you know which CRM is used by more than any other by our guests? Of course, it is Follow Up Boss. And let's face it, following up is the key to taking your business to the next level. Follow Up Boss will help you drive more leads in less time and with less effort. Do not take my word for it. Robert Slack, who runs the number one team in the U.S., uses Follow-Up Boss, and he has built a $1.5 billion business in just six years. Follow-Up Boss integrates with over 250 systems, so you can keep your current tools and lead sources. Also, the best part, they have seven-day-a-week support, so you'll get the help that you need when you need it. And get this, Follow-Up Boss is so sure that you're going to love their CRM that for a limited time, they're offering Keeping It Real listeners a 30-day free trial, which is twice as much time as they give everyone else. And oh, yeah, no credit card required. So you can try it risk-free, but only if you use this special link. Visit followupboss.com forward slash real. That's followupboss.com forward slash real for your free 30-day trial. Follow up like a boss with follow-up boss. And now back to our episode. Yeah, just always staying on top of it, calling, how's everything going? What's going on with you know any updates, things like that. Right. And Client appreciation events is is such a great thing that a lot of agents don't don't do. Can you just share with us a couple of uh, different? I, I don't know if you guys do the same type four times a year or if it's if it changes. But would love to hear because I know that word gets used a lot. But a lot of times people are like, well, what what client appreciation events should I do? So I'm curious what what works for you guys. Yeah, so we have our pool party coming up. That's our next one on August 5th, and it's really fun. I think it's our 13th annual, something crazy like that. I could be wrong, could be 15th, 11th, something in that ballpark. And we rent out the multi-gen center and it's really fun. We have a uh, snow cone machine, music, fun stuff like that. Um, for Halloween, we have our Halloween party. We, um, When COVID happened, we turned it into a trunk or treat just to kind of maintain distancing and have things outside. And it actually was one of our greatest, largest uh, Halloween events ever. Uh, the news ended up coming, so it was really fun. And we decided that we're just gonna do that moving forward. Everyone dresses up and it's really fun for the kids. And then um, for Thanksgiving, we do our pie giveaway. And when they come to pick up their pie, if they give us a referral, then we throw in a free can of whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so basically, so you guys 
buy or, 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 or somehow acquire a lot of pies, you bring them to the office and then you call your clients say, Hey, we have a pie here for you. Correct. Well, awesome. we, we call them and we ask, Hey, we're doing a pie giveaway on this date from this time to this time we have apple or pumpkin. Would you like to participate? If so, which one would you like? I love it. I love it. And then yeah. it's such a great, it's just a great reason to see somebody face to face too, which, you know, once they're in their home, it's phone calls, emails, text, you know, it's, it's the transactions done. So this is in addition to the client appreciation events, or I guess this is the client appreciation event. Um, this is an opportunity to see somebody eyeball to eyeball and just be like, Hey, you know, and then you can reminisce about, you know, the particular, their particular transaction or just check in on them. Um, and, and it's, it's such a great, great idea. I, I really encourage all of our listeners and to figure out ways that you can do that and you can do it uh, inexpensively. It could, you could do it expensively. It just depends on budgeting, but every, everyone likes to get together socially, right? Not everyone, but, but often <laughs> a lot of, a lot of your clients do. Right. And, and I think this is a social business, so it's a great opportunity. Um, and it's fun. And like, I know for me, I love it too. When I have an event planned, like if somebody creates an event, and invites me to it. What I love about that is it makes me feel like I'm doing something social and it actually takes some stress off of me for planning something that week. Cause I always try to do a number of social events. Um, and so I always actually love it when I find out, oh, so-and-so invited us to something. Even if it's something where like, maybe in my mind, I might be like, eh, I don't really like, yeah, that seems fun, but not that big of a deal. But I love it because then I'm like, oh, no, I don't have to think about Friday night or, or Thursday night or whatever. So um, so I think you're doing uh, I think you're doing a lot of things. Well, well I want to talk about leverage because you have a team and it sounds like your team has lots of uh, there's 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 different members with different positions. Can you talk about how you guys use leverage to get more business? Absolutely. And leverage is very important. No one succeeds alone. Right. And by leveraging uh, we have really good systems set up, so I'll just kind of break it down from my side. So I'm a listing specialist. I go out and meet with sellers, discuss our marketing plan, talk about the market, and then we come up with a price. After they're listed, their kind of main point of communication is our listing manager, Rachel. She's been with us over seven years, so she sits in the office every day. She's the one that writes up counter offers for our sellers, ensuring they get that top price. So she just has a skill I don't have right? That's all she's doing all day. So she's really, really good at that. Um, after the sellers accept an offer, then it goes to our listing, uh, or not listing, uh, escrow specialist, Lisa, who's been with us over 14 years. And she handles everything after that point. So appraisal, inspection, things like that. That's amazing. Um, so and, and if you have to, I always love, I think teams have become so much more important in the last five years as teams have figured out like years have how to leverage and how, how to combine uh, resources and experience. Because if we think about the, you know, Brie now is, is, you know, she's 24 years old. She's in somebody's home who doesn't really want her in the home. And she's like, Hey, here's why you should hire me because you get access to all of us. And now she says, Hey, I'm just one person on the team. There's this entire team here. Here's how we take care of people. And that that's leverage, right? Absolutely. And I kind of like to use uh, the analogy, if you were to go to a restaurant, right? And you go to check in, you would probably be really concerned if the chef was checking you in as the receptionist. 
And then the one that, that also walk you to your table and then you sit down at your table, he has to go back and flip burgers. Now you're thirsty and you need to order water, a drink. You'd probably be concerned if the chef was coming out and doing all of those things. So everyone has their own unique niche and skill and we hone in and focus on that one skill and get really, really good at it. Yeah, it's that expression, jack of all trades, master of none, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's like, you can't be good at everything. You can be good at a couple of things. Most people are, we're, we're, we're good at like three to five things and that's about it. And, um, and so it's probably a good idea to delegate the rest of those things or join forces and get someone else who can help you with that. And so um, it, it's nice too, because then you can just focus on what you're best at. Um, so we'll, we'll fast forward to to last year, which is 2021, you now listed a hundred and I mean, this is such, such an incredible number, 107 listings personally. Um, tell us how you did that. Cause that's what one every three days. That's yeah, in, insane. So tell <laughs> us insane and so impressive. And like, you should there should be a statue of you uh, oh <laughs> to, to, to in, the, in, in the in the Realtors Association uh, headquarters because really no this is a big number um, so tell us a little bit about how you did that and how you managed that well I guess having a team helps but let's talk about um, how you how you did that yeah and I can always do more I can always be better um, so yes thank thank you for that um, do appreciate that um, I am a very hard worker I work every day. So <laughs> it's, um, I, I didn't really take a lot of vacations, especially with um, the world being shut down in 2020. So that helped kind of moving forward as well. And I just love what I do. I am kind of weird. I would rather be working than going on vacation. And if I do have time off, I'm sitting there anticipating getting back to work and meeting with sellers and helping them put the most amount of money in their pocket, changing their lives, their families' lives. And it, it just brings me so much joy. So you know your why. And I think that's an important thing. You, you basically just said it in that last sentence. You want to help people change their lives in a positive way. And that motivates you to work hard because you feel like you're serving a higher purpose other than the commission or, you know, the sale itself. It's like, oh, I'm actually doing a good thing for these people. Um, that's a really important mindset, I imagine, because I suspect when it's a difficult day and we all have difficult days, that probably helps get you through the day. Or, or am I wrong? You're exactly right. Yes. And you asked, how can I manage um, over 100 yeah. homes and listings? Yes, through leverage. And we all have the same goal. We're all on the same team, all want the same thing. So it's a win-win environment and everybody can achieve more when we all work together. Question about uh, sort of the current market climate. So it's now we're in the middle of July. This episode probably won't go out until August, but I imagine not much will have changed. Um, we have interest rates have gone up. We know are now around hovering between five and a half, six. I think they just went up today. So I think they're closer to 6% again. So for the 30 year fixed as, as an average, and maybe a little bit less than that, but somewhere around that. And we have, uh, you know, not as much inventory, of course. So we have less inventory buyers, um, you know, their, their purchasing power has, has, has dropped from where it was during COVID. Um, 
it's, it's, it's not the easiest time out there. So I'm curious how you guys have pivoted, what, what you're doing to accommodate for not that many listings and buyers who now are going, oh man, the rates in the fives or the sixes, that stinks. Um, you know, how are you guys accommodating for that? Yeah, so it's pricing, helping sellers price ahead of the market because we don't want to be chasing the market. So we're not in the market we just came out of where we listed a property, comps didn't really matter. Everything right. was selling, right? Yeah. And it was really crazy. Um, listed this for sale by owner's home and he was asking 685 and the same model match was in escrow for 660. Oh, right at the time and we listed it for 785 and it wow. sold within a week at that price so we're not seeing that market anymore um beginning of this year inventory here in vegas for single family homes was about 17 1800 today we're a little over 6000 so wow yeah so inventory is definitely increasing there's not as many buyers out there because the interest rates going up, the demand isn't as hot as it was pretty much all of last year and beginning of the year. So it's just pricing ahead of the market. We're in a shifting market now and we don't want to be chasing the market. So we need to be priced very, very competitively, uh, if not even kind of under comps. So it's just helping sellers understand that. I think too, like I was thinking about this yesterday, I was talking to a lender and I was saying, you know, it'd be really neat. And I'm sure this tool already exists. So if it does, and any of our listeners know of it, send it over to me. I would love to see a, a, a little calculator that could say, okay, yeah, maybe you could have locked in a rate at 2.9%, 2.99%, but you probably would have overpaid by X amount. And now, yeah, our rates are, you know, 6%, but the pricing's come down. I would be very curious to see what the intersection intersection there is. Um, because it might not actually be that different now, right? Like it actually might be better, even though the rates obviously significantly higher because pricing has come down. Have you seen that where pricing has started to pull back um, from the listing side? Absolutely. Yeah. Within the last seven days. Um, sorry about that. Um, I don't know how to make that sound stuck. That's okay. Um, okay. There we go. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, sorry. What was the question again? So, so, uh, as far as pricing, we've, we've seen pricing come down, um, or has pricing come down? That was the question is, is as inventory has gone up pricing, I imagine is, has probably gone down as well. Yeah. Law supply and demand, right? When inventory yeah. goes up, pricing comes down. And we have seen that within the past seven days, there's been about 1700 price reductions in the MLS. Wow. Yeah. That's, and, and it's probably great too. Did you, did you deal during the, during the last couple of years with dealing with appraisal gaps and dealing with like, oh gosh, you know, th this person is buying and it's so much higher than, than what the, the actual appraisal comes back at where it was, that was problematic too for realtors. It, it was kind of a fun time to be a listing agent, but it was also a yeah. problematic time too. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you guys dealt with that? Cause that had to come up all the time for you. Yes, it did. And we do three very specific things to prevent appraisals from coming in low, even in a bad market um, when interest rates are high. And the interest rates being low really helped us actually in a way because these um, buyers could afford more and can essentially either waive the appraisal or pay X amount above. 
um, which is what happened in that home that I sold for $125,000 more than the same model match. And it actually had an extra bedroom, which is just crazy. So we're definitely going to start to see the market shift now that interest rates are going up. Yeah. And are you finding buyers? I, I know I'm sort of getting stuck on where we are today, but I just think it's so important to talk about because it's what agents are dealing with in the present, right? So mm -hmm. when you talk to buyers, and I know you're on the listing side, but you, do you work with buyers as well occasionally or really only on the list. Occasionally side. when I was first starting out, um, okay. here, not, not too much here and there. Um, so yeah. So mostly on the listing side. So are, are you having to have conversations then with sellers about, okay, the buyer's market has shifted. Here's what's going on. We were, you know, we're not in the, you know, you may have talked to neighbors who listed a home a year ago and, and didn't even, you know, within 24 hours, they had 40 lists, 40 uh, contracts or Literally, 40 yes. uh, offers rather. Um, do, do you have to have that conversation now so that these listing, these, these, these sellers aren't going, Hey, where's, where's these uh, crazy, amazing offers. Right. And, and the market started shifting here in Vegas, at least kind of around end of April, May ish. So when we listed a property, sellers would be calling us after a couple of days, why hasn't my home sold? And again, it's just really helping them understand we're not in the market we just came out of. Interest rates are going up. The buyer's demand isn't there. Another thing that's going up is inventory. So you have more competition versus last year, beginning of the year. You know, you might have two, three, even four of the same model match or whatever, um, same square footage that are available. We need to price it competitively with, with them. I love that. And then let's talk about the, the 30 under 30 award, because I think this is, this is an amazing thing. Um, how did you think to do it? Did someone bring that to your attention? Were you always wanting ever since you got on, were you aware of it? Were you like, boy, I'd love to earn that award someday. Or how did that come about? I was not aware of it. My mother was the one that suggested it to me <laughs> and That's I did not think I would win. Well, it, you did. And that's really, really, uh, really impressive and amazing. And um, we are uh, so excited to continue to watch your growth uh, as you continue to crush it. So um, are, are you scheduling more free time for yourself this year now that things are, are <laughs> slowing down, not just a little bit, I guess, uh, in a good way. Um, so you have some more personal time. What have you learned in the last year that you maybe wish, or, or what have you learned more recently that you wish you would have known when you started? Hmm, that's a great question. And probably what happened on my 21st listing appointment is not being attached to the outcome. And again, just coming from a place of service. You know, it's, it's funny. It's like, yeah. And, but like, that's really it, isn't it? It's like people want to hear more that there's some other secret sort of formula to it, but there is something very powerful about being able to say, or to be able to come across as I don't need the business. I'm happy to take the business, but I don't need it. I'm here out of service. And it just makes everything more relaxed. And do you still go into that to each listing presentation with that mindset? Definitely. Yeah. And, and your close ratio is, I'm assuming has gone up uh, ever since that mindset shift. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's really it's really amazing. Well, Bree, I am going to let you get back to your busy day because you have more listings, I'm sure, too, uh, to close <laughs> today. Um, and so we want to let you get on with your your amazing uh, career. But I really want. Oh, and by the way, we should mention that Bree does not work alone, right? She works on this team, the Brinkus team. Um, they are in Las Vegas. They cover the entire, you know, Las Vegas metro area and, and all the surrounding areas. And you're one of the biggest teams in that area. And as a result, you know, we do have a lot of listeners and we have a lot of Las Vegas uh, realtors who are listening. If they are thinking, gosh, I want to join a team like this, or I want to learn more about what your team offers. What's the best way that an, another agent should reach out to you? Yeah, you can call us. Um, our office number is 702-456-5959. We're always hiring. Would love to have you on the team and help you learn. And yeah, looking forward to it. And also too, you know, a lot of people retire to Las Vegas, which I never realized up until about five years ago that that was a big retirement community. And it is. So there's a lot of people from all over the country who have clients that may end up, you know, uh, retiring down there or buying a second property or so down there. So that's another great reason to reach out to Bree and develop a relationship. Maybe um, there could be some um, some client sharing because Bree has clients that have other pro properties in other places as well. Just out of curiosity, Bree, um, do you find that that happens a lot where, where you have somebody who's, you know, feels like, you know, people move to Las Vegas at some point. Um, you know, it's 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 not as much of a born and raised kind of place. I mean, obviously that's where you're from, but a lot of people move to there. And so do you end up dealing with a lot of referrals where you have clients who have other properties elsewhere as well? Yes, lots of referrals. Lots of our sellers are moving out of state. We're having lots of people move in state. So would love to partner up with you guys wherever you may be. We actually got a referral from France. So if you're Outside of the U.S., we, we're worldwide. That's amazing. Well, everyone who is listening, check out Bree and her team's website, the Brinkus Group. Sorry, uh, let me pull up. I am saying that wrong. That is thebrinkusteam.com, and that's T-H-E and then B-R-E-N. So it looks like Brenkus, but it's pronounced Brinkus. The Brinkus and K-U-S team.com, and then follow them on social. By the way, both of these links all the social links and this website will be in the show notes. You can find it there, but follow them on Facebook and Instagram at the Brinkus team, or just go to their website and it's all there as well. Brie, congratulations on all the success. 30 under 30 award winner. You're a superstar. Are you heading to, do you know if you'll be going to the uh, National Association of Realtors conference this year, which I believe is in Orlando, just out of curiosity. I don't, yes, don't know if you'll I be. I will be there. Super, super grateful. My mother had me apply. Um, again, I did not think I would be one of the 2022 honorees. So I'm super excited to meet everybody down there, all the other um, class of 22 honorees. And uh, yeah, grateful for my team. I would not have been able to have all of these successes without them. And they're amazing. Definitely, definitely, definitely leverage um, and get, get help from others. <laughs> Awesome. Well, and if anyone's listening and you're thinking about going to the National Association of Realtors Conference, the annual conference, it is awesome. I went to my first one last year and it was so much fun. I had a lot, a lot of the people I've interviewed on the show were there as well. Um, so if you're there, Bree's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Definitely consider going um, to Orlando. I think it's in November. So anyway, take a look online, but everyone follow Bree Go to her, go to their website, the Brinkus team, follow them on, on social media. And if you're a realtor in the Las Vegas area, 
reach out to them. Keller Williams is amazing. We love Keller Williams and Breeze and, and her family's team is incredible there. So thanks, Bree, for being on I, the show. I think uh, the conference is in August, by the way, not- it Shows you what I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's in Thank Orlando for... though. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So... I'll see you there, DJ. <laughs> well, maybe not. I, apparently I'm oh, going okay. there in, and apparently I'm going there in November. So I will be there all by myself. So if you want to, no, I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> boy, that shows you how out of it I am, huh? Uh, yeah, August. Okay. Well, might be talking about tickets. a different one. I don't know. I'm not sure. No, no, no. That's, that's the right one. Um, anyway, uh, Bree, thank you so much <laughs> for being you, on DJ. the show. It was such a pleasure thank and you thanks to me. everyone. And on behalf of our audience, we thank Bree for her time. And on behalf of Bree and myself, we thank everyone who is listening. Please tell a friend about this episode. Just think of one other agent that could benefit, that really could use a little boost and you know, could hear the great words from Bree um, and send them a link to our website or any podcast app they might be using. Um, but our website is keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done is streamed there as well. So anyway, Bree, thank you so much. And we will see everybody on the next episode. Thank you. Uh-oh.